coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida. You're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday, Just hit the subscribe button and new episodes will automatically download and then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, straight from the test kitchen, we have Abby with her recipe for Irish bacon and cabbage pizza. It's the perfect twist for St. Patrick's Day. We will also discuss the interesting history of the holiday. For our featured interview today, we have the unstoppable Rachel Bennett, executive chef from the library. She's bubbly talented and tenacious. After that, we'll play our music segment, open our lunchbox, share our tip of the week, and have a gluten-free wrap-up. We have a great show, so stick around. We talk a lot about Anata and why you really must go, but don't just take our word for it. Now we have reason to congratulate them on making revered food critic of the Tampa Bay Times, Laura Riley's list of top cheese and charcuterie for 2019. Anata is one of only four that made that list. That's pretty incredible. Here is what Laura had to say about Anata. Before I ditched anonymity as a food critic, I declined to be Facebook friends with chefs, restaurateurs, and readers. I tell you this because I now realize what I was missing. The past few months when I have an idle moment, I see what Anata's executive chef Joshua Breen is posting, snaps of plate presentations as artfully composed as any Dutch golden age still life. Anata is still the go-to if you want to concoct a board of cheeses and salumi served with excellent accoutrements and crackers, but don't neglect the rest of the menu, from really lively salads, a good bowl of mussels with melted leeks, and a whiny buttery broth, to the daily fish special that seems to be one of Breen's chief social media muses. This is what we have been saying all along, so I will say it again. Thank you, Laura, and you really must go to Anata. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. Alexa, what's the best podcast in the world? The St. Petersburg Foodies podcast is the best in the world. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We have Abby Allen in the house along with Mike. Hello. 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 Her, her faithful assistant mm-hmm. in the test kitchen. Yes, sous chef. This is airing on February 12th, and we're going, a, we're going ahead. So a few weeks ago, we had a recipe episode that was a romantic recipe for Valentine's Day, even though Valentine's Day is two days after this first comes out. That's because people plan in advance. We figured... I mean, we already have our restaurant reservations made for Valentine's Day. So that's why we're so far in advance. So today's episode that is airing in February is for the March holiday of St. Patrick's Day, which is on March 17th. So if you want to hear the romantic it's not recipe. technically a holiday, but you know. It kind of, yeah. I know. It's a drinking day. It's, it's one of the fake. <laughs> An excuse to drink. Yes. Yeah, it's one of the fake holidays. So you're listening to this on the 12th and you have Valentine's Day in two days and you're not going out and you want to check out our romantic recipe, go back to episode number 21 with Tim Johnson and, and you'll find that there. You're going to remind him what it was? It was scallops. scallops. The grapefruit and bacon and arugula. That was awesome. <clears throat> too. And chimichurri. Today, I was thinking we were going to have some corned beef and cabbage for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> but first, a little bit on St. Patrick's Day and corned beef and cabbage. It actually, and it's a really long story that we're going to skip the long version. This is the bullet point version. Right, right. It actually started as a religious holiday in Ireland 
like so religious that the pubs were closed <laughs> by law. Wow. Ironic. You couldn't right? go out you couldn't go out and get messed up. Now that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Well, you could stay home and get messed mm-hmm. up. But, but one one day, it, still in Ireland, one day they decided, you know what? Let's commercialize this. So it became commercialized just like Christmas. Right. And they opened all the pubs and then it became like a party time. Also St. Patrick, there was a guy that after he died, they referred to him as St. Patrick. He was not technically a saint. He was never canonized, is what they call it. I don't know what that means, but it's, they don't shoot you out of a cannon. But <laughs> um, Was his name Patrick? It, uh, and, and that was not his original name either. He took that name on later. But again, you can, you can Google it. Good luck trying to find it. Because if you're going to Google, put minus recipe space minus restaurant. So you won't find all the recipes in restaurants. You'll find this story. It's pretty cool. So that's the background on that. And then the corned beef and cabbage. So they did celebrate it in Ireland, but not with corned beef and cabbage. It was pork and potatoes, which was affordable. But then the immigrants that came over to the U.S. couldn't find affordable pork and potatoes, so they substituted corned beef and cabbage. Hmm. And we decided today we're having pizza. I like pizza. I like it. Well, Abby decided that. Yes. Yes, I Abby decided. decided. She decided to do surprise. a modern take on corned beef and yes. cabbage. It's super cool, and I'm going to hand this over to you, Abby. But I just want to say it was delicious, and I had one piece of pizza, and I am stuffed, because there was a... There's a lot of stuff it, on There's a substantial Pretty piece. loaded with all the goods. Yeah. yeah. And then for St. Patrick's Day, you can get pretty loaded yes. also. Yes, and that... Uh, <laughs> The, and you're gonna, I know you're going to tell us about this, but the crust that you used was so sturdy and strong, it held up to all the ingredients that were on it. It was perfect. Yes, and I, I made it in the cast iron skillet, which is something that I've recently implemented into my pizza making over oh, the past couple of years. And it turns out a perfect pizza every time. The crust is the best part, as mm-hmm. Lori said. It's crispy. It's mm-hmm. not watered down sometimes as you get, you know, with a marinara when you throw it in the oven. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. So I... Use that every time. I was going to say, we have a pizza stone in our oven that never gets used. The cast iron is <laughs> all that gets used for pizza now. It just takes up space. At yeah, this point. I, ironically, the pizza stone that I had for many years, I never used for pizza. I use it for cookies and all this other stuff. And we made a pizza one time and used the pizza stone and it cracked in half. <laughs> the stone did? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Don't even need it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, as Kevin said, I was going to do, you know, the corned beef and the cabbage. Well, I. Real, I knew that there was a brining process, you know, you, you know, I thought, oh, a couple of days, 10 days is what the recipes were calling for. And I'm like, I just, I, I don't have time wow. to, to brine, you know, corned beef for 10 days. And so I did some further research and I discovered that one of the quintessential dishes in Ireland, one of the most famous, is their version of bacon and cabbage. Well, I shouldn't say their version, just bacon and cabbage. And it, the bacon actually, it comes from the back of the pig mm-hmm. unlike from here yes which it comes from the belly and they don't traditionally throw it in the oven you know get it crispy they boil it which yeah i read that i'm like uh no man, no this is not <laughs> sounds weird right i imagine this to be much like brussels sprouts of my childhood versus now <laughs> yeah. right exactly yeah yeah and it um i'm like how do we how do we americanize this how do we throw a modern twist on it throw it on a pizza Added in some of our good bacon from the belly, get it nice and crispy. And then um, with the dish, the, the Irish, they usually eat it with boiled potatoes and a traditional parsley sauce, which is basically you boil milk down, throw in some parsley, onion, carrot, strain it, add in some roux, parsley, done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on there. And I also use Irish cheddar, Kerrygold Irish cheddar oh, on wow. there. Yes. And then you um, also toss in some butter with the, the cabbage after it boils in the bacon's uh, water mm-hmm. and uh, toss it with some Kerrygold butter. So there's lots of Kerrygold, lots of Irish right. elements Makes going on. Right, it more on. Irish. Where did you get the, uh, the cheddar? Whole Foods. Whole I got, Foods, yeah. right. And the crust as well. And the crust as well. And what was the brand of the crust? What type of it? It was Whole Foods brand. It okay. was, they made it in-house, fresh. Um, and normally, I want to, to make my own crust. And if, for this recipe, if you want to make your own crust... Go for it. Absolutely do that. But this one was perfect. Yes. Yeah. You wanted to make it more approachable. Exactly. This is, yes. Because we do have the recipe on the website, uh, stpetersburgfoodies.com. Just go to the recipe section. It'll be right there. Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm a little bit confused about a couple of things. Okay. 
So in order to clarify, mm-hmm. you said you you boiled the cabbage in the bacon water and put butter in. So did you boil the bacon at all? Yes. Okay. I, well, the, and did you use bacon from the back as well? The, ba- I, the bacon from the back is what I boiled. So I got bacon okay. from the back and bacon from the belly. Okay. So I, bought, I used both. Nice. Yes. So the bacon from the back is what we boiled. Boil oh. that for about, oh, 40 minutes. And then you add the cabbage into that same water and it gets like nice and salty. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let that go for another 20 minutes. You strain it in the water, toss the cabbage with oh, a few tablespoons of butter, mm-hmm. and then throw it on top of the pizza. I, and then so the, you put the boiled uh, bacon as well as the crispy bacon? Yes. In yeah, to throw in just a few different elements of texture and give it a little bit of crunch. And I think it, we got the smoked bacon, too, so that gives it a nice mm-hmm. flavor, too. Which one yes. was the smoked bacon? The smoked bacon was the American bacon that we baked, not to confuse anyone. And you got that from Whole Foods from as Whole well? From Whole Foods as well, yeah. They have all kinds of varieties and brands. and you know, So you can tell them you want bacon from the butt, and they do that? Well, actually, they... I was surprised. They had it already pre-packaged with the bacon you find just in the refrigerated section. Oh. I was not wow. expecting to find it. What I did they call up. it? Irish bacon? or uh, Yeah, just I- Irish. Irish bacon. Interesting. Yeah. And cool. it's in like round slabs. It's very similar to Canadian bacon. But it was so. right next to the um, the belly bacon. Yes. In the uh, in the refrigerated section. And what brand of belly bacon did you use? And it was thick cut. It was it was Whole Foods brand thick cut steakhouse smoked right. bacon. I believe. Nice. That's what it said on it. Excellent. Yeah. And and I really love it that it's not traditional, but still kind of traditional. A nod a nod to traditional. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, traditional American version of Irish immigrants. And there yeah. were slices of potatoes on the bottom. Yes. And like I said, they traditionally will serve it with boiled potatoes. So I said, okay, how can we throw this into the mix? So we, I baked the pizza crust with uh, some of the Kerrygold cheese and the parsley sauce and then a thin, thinly sliced uh, slices of the potatoes, which I sliced on a mandolin. I do not recommend cutting those with a knife. Mm-hmm. I lose mm-hmm. a finger or two. So yeah, then baked that for 20 minutes. And then after the cabbage and the the back bacon was done Mm -hmm. put it on top and some fresh parsley and you're in business thanks for making our bellies happy again yes you're more than welcome it was very well it went very well together it was in great balance it was delicious yeah and for our foodie listeners out there go ahead and show us your foodiness by doing something different and making abby's pizza for saint patrick's day post it post it on into the group yes yeah we'd love to see it thanks abby thanks mike thanks Thanks for having us. No We're going to drink some sour beer now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apricot. Apricot sour beer. Another one of these and another one of these and one Irish car bomb for you. I know it's politically insensitive. You're going to have an Irish car bomb. I will buy one for the whole bar. St. Patrick's Day is here and we are celebrating. Can you believe it? This is a holiday that's celebrated by people that don't even know what a potato salmon looks like. This is the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I'm Kevin Godby. My co-host is Lori Brown. And our guest today is the executive chef at the library, formerly named the Peabody. Please welcome Chef Rachel Bennett. Welcome to the show. Yes, hey, welcome. how's it going? Thank you for having me. Thank so you. the library is here in downtown St. Pete. Mm-hmm. It's the same ownership of the Oxford Exchange in Tampa. Correct. So for those that know the Oxford Exchange, the library has a lot to live up to. Yes. yes. And Big it, shoes and it definitely yeah. does. We've been, Lori's been twice. I've been three times. We've eaten six or seven items already on the menu and we loved all of it. But we haven't been for dinner yet. Oh, you have to come for dinner. Know, yeah. It's picking up. It's getting and good. And that, that started when? Ooh, the exact date escapes me because everything kind of gels together after a while right. when you think, live there basically i think it was sometime in december maybe like yeah I, december the 20th okay i'm gonna good. go with that december 20th right we were there before then before you were open for dinner right 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 after we did our write-up which everybody should google the library st petersburg foodies.com yes we changed our, the name yep <laughs> thank you thank yeah, you if you google the library st pete we're number 10 right now Not hopefully yes. we'll be number one but anyway you are a Tampa native. Correct. Yes. You were at Burns Steakhouse, Edison Food and Drink Lab. Mm-hmm. I've had a lofty career. Yes. I always tell people I can sell ice to an Eskimo. So I've just talked my way into some good jobs. And then <laughs> luckily I was decent at them. So. You talked your way into the Burns job. Oh, I did. Yeah. I totally did. How did that happen? 
So I was going to culinary school and I was working at a pet store, like think PetSmart or something like that. And I was taking an elective in college. They were like, you're going to have to get a job. And I said, well, anything's better than selling puppies. So <laughs> I kind of am one of those people that's always just go big or go home. Um, I never wanted to do like chilies, Applebee's, any of that kind of stuff. So I went to Burn Steakhouse just because I was lived in South Tampa for a while. I knew that it was a big deal. And I'm also one of those people that's kind of just takes leaps of faith. I mean, I jumped out of a plane for my 30th birthday, for God's sake. So I was awesome. like, nice. I'm just going to go in there and see what happens. I did the interview and the executive chef, Hab, he's so awesome. He's one of my mentors. And I just, you know, told him how I was passionate about it, how I wanted to learn. And I was just willing to do anything I needed to do. And I just think that willingness to go above and beyond, regardless of my skill level, is kind of what got me in there. Mm-hmm. And then they just stuck me sorting oysters and picking through shrimp, you know, all the stuff that they give all the lowly cooks that don't know anything. <laughs> and I just continued to excel and continue to want to be better and greater. And I constantly would work my station, which they called seafood station. And then I would constantly get done with my shift and go to the saute line. And I would just watch the guys on the saute line and sweep the line, take their trash. You know, I was that person. And then eventually they let me up there. And then eventually they let me to the grill. And then once you get on the grill and you realize you kind of reached your peak in that kitchen after a while. So, right. Right. So there's no stopping you. Pretty much. Pretty much. The sky's the limit for me. Yeah. So, and and he was smart because. He knew, you know, any good manager or boss knows that the skills will come. You can learn that stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't learn passion and positive attitude. Right. And And dedication. He saw that you had that. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people all the time when I hire them, you know, if they don't have a lot of skill, I can teach you how to cut an onion. I can teach you how to saute something, but I can't teach you a good attitude. I can't teach you come to work on time, be positive, Mm -hmm. be clean. Mm -hmm. Being clean is so difficult to teach people. (laughs) Oh, wow. Ew, gross. Yeah, you would think that it's not, but it is. They're getting soap in their stocking for Christmas next year. Totally. (laughs) You got soap in your stocking. I did. (laughs) But I'm clean anyway. Soap and socks. That's always in stockings. (laughs) And toothbrushes. Yes. So you are a native Floridian. I am. Those are rare. I know. Isn't that weird? I think it's so weird when people say that's rare, but it is apparently a big deal. Yes. Yeah, born and raised in Tampa. Born in South Tampa, went to Academy of the Holy Names for a year or two when I was a kid. Like nothing special. I'm not that cool. Then I got shipped to New Tampa when it was just forest out there. There was nothing out there. Went to public school and then went to HCC. So I kind of just worked my way. Lived in almost every part of town. Mm-hmm. I've never lived in Brandon, but I don't consider that Tampa. So. <laughs> Me either. Right. Yeah. I-, I lived in New Tampa when it was nothing too. Yeah, you remember? And yeah. I we'd go rollerblading down the sidewalks and it'd be just nothing but sand dunes yeah. and just craziness. <laughs> yeah. Now there's everything out there. There is. You are still living on the other side of the bridge. I am. Are you planning on staying there or coming to St. Pete? Probably. I mean, I'm so used to Tampa. I like being able to explore St. Pete a lot more now. I do live in Seminole Heights, so I'm also one of those people I just work all the time. So it's kind of the drive doesn't bother me because I'm really not home a lot. And if I'm not working, I'm exercising. I'm one of those people. So right. <laughs> good for you. Yeah. I'm exercising with a fork. That's, 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 that's good. That's good bicep game right yeah. there. <laughs> Have you had a chance to check out any of the uh, other eateries in downtown St. Pete? Yet? So I've been to Locale. Uh, love Locale. I've been to Il Ritorno. Mm-hmm. Love that place. I'm super into Italian food. I've been to Birchwood and Beach Drive, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I've just been a Tampa native. I've definitely been to St. Pete a lot Mm -hmm. and seen all the kind of other restaurants and stuff. I haven't been to all the little nooks and crannies that you guys have yet. I haven't been able to really kind of take a whole day and come down here and explore. But like I've been to the Dolly Museum and all that kind of stuff. All the big stuff I've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've hit a few good ones. Yeah. You have a lot more to go. Yeah, I know. I know. You'll, you'll get there. <laughs> I will get there. So do you know some of the uh, downtown St. Pete chefs? I only know the ones that I was in the food fight with, but wow. I, you know, like the Red Mesa guy, the Il Ritorno guy. Chris um, David, yeah. Yeah, the, what is it? Park Shore? Park Shore Grill. Yep. Yeah. And then what's yeah. the one that, starts, that has salt in it? Sea salt. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So you know, you're Tyson, and I yeah, don't, we don't really know the sea salt. We chef we that well. we do, but I don't remember his name right now. Sorry, Ooh. sea salt chef. <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> so we we want to ask about the name change. Oh yes. Okay. Right. Excuse me. Before you go into that, here's a little blurb from the website. Okay. George Peabody, so he's a guy, believed in the power and importance of education in the lives of others. One of his many legacies is the George Peabody Library. Mm-hmm. So it's the Peabody Library anyway. So both names still fit 
with the story. And the George Peabody Library, an institute he built for and dedicated to the citizens of Baltimore in 1857, goes back to, pretty cool. And he was buds with John Hopkins. Mm Mm-hmm. And the restaurant is on the campus. It's not in the hospital. So it's not in the hospital, people. It's yeah. just on the I campus. Know. That was the thing that I was like, I thought was so Everyone weird. was freaked out about it. I was too, so don't worry, but we're making it work. Yes. So yeah, so John Hopkins and George Peabody were friends. They mm-hmm. were two rich guys that donated a lot of their money to charitable causes and things like that. Right. So the name changed. Yes. You guys want the scoop, huh? Okay, so let's just be real. The hotel in Memphis... Once they caught wind of who we are and I think how much publicity we were getting and all this kind of stuff, they weren't very happy that we were affiliated with the same type of name. So, you know, our lawyers talked to their lawyers and we just figured it would be easier to just rebrand ourselves with something that was still aligned with the George Peabody Library, but was a little less controversial for them, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, you know, we're still affiliated with John Hopkins. We're still affiliated with the George Peabody Library. Everything is the same. The food's the same. It's, it all looks the same. It's just a matter of a name change. And if that's what was going to make them happy, we we're still fairly new. So we figured might as well do right. it now. Why are we going to do it in a year or try to fight right. them off or whatever? So it was just easier. And it was one of those things that I think at the end of the day, we'll look back on it and the library will fit us a little bit better. I mean, there's 600 blue books in there, for God's sake. Right. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> you know, and then it's just, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. And everybody in the beginning was shocked and freaked out. Oh my God, what are we going to do? And now everyone's just worked as a team and it's been really awesome to see everybody come together and rebrand it in such a way that I think is going to really fit our identity a little bit better. Because, yeah. you know, so many people when they first came in, it was, Oh, are you guys affiliated with the hotel or, oh, are you guys oh, like really? the hotel? Yeah. Or they would say, oh, are you guys like the bar in New Tampa? Uh, so I had to fight off. Are we the bar? Are we the hotel? Are you in a hospital? We fought all of that off, <laughs> still got people in the door. And now we're going to be called the library. So it's going to be awesome. Not but, the emergency room. Not the emergency room. There's no ambulance. I've yet to see an ambulance drive past Sunday brunch. So I'm feeling <laughs> but, good about that. But it's perfect if you have a hunger emergency. This is true. Right. This is and, very and, true. And you, know, you, have to, you have to pick your battles. And sometimes it's just, it makes more sense to say, okay, fine. You know what? We'll change the library. It still makes sense. It still yeah. fits the whole story. Yes. Mm-hmm. And why spend a ton of money on lawyers and fighting right. when it doesn't really matter? Right. And that's one thing I love about the Casper's company that owns us. They know when to make the smart decision. They know when to fight something, when not to fight something. And they're also not here to hide behind it. We're not going to be the kind of company that's just going to go, oh, no comment. We just decided right. to change our name for no reason. Right. Like, right. People can see right through that. So yeah. we're very transparent. We're very open. Feel free to ask us any questions about it. We're never going to talk bad about the hotel in Memphis. There's no bad blood between us. Everybody's super positive, and we're just moving forward in a direction that works out for both of us. Yeah, you can feel the positivity when you're in the restaurant. Oh, good. No, you yeah. really can. It's, it's yeah. a very inviting place to be yeah i love it it's so funny because when i used to work at oxford exchange you would stare out into the restaurant and you would just see a sea of people right and now when we're super slammed and the restaurant's packed you guys all sit on the right side or on the patio so i just see the hostess i'm like there's nobody in the restaurant <laughs> now, like the entire restaurant's sitting right now i'm like okay fine <laughs> that's so funny yeah when and we walk in from the door on if you're the bartender standing behind the bar mm-hmm. facing the host stand the door's on the right, so that's... Like near the street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we come in from the side, kind of. Yeah, everybody and, does. And when we come in that way, like everybody, it's like anybody within, I don't know, 10, 15 feet of you makes eye contact, says mm-hmm. hello, like the yeah. bartender. Like I felt bad that I wasn't going to go sit at the bar because the bartender <laughs> was like so inviting. <laughs> we, we make that a thing. Everybody needs to smile and say hello. I'm very big on that in that restaurant, whether you're a cook or a dishwasher walking to the restroom. Mm-hmm. Say hello. Say thank you for coming. That's one thing that's always been instilled in me through every restaurant that I've worked at. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're going. Just, I mean, the person, the patron that's walking in the door is paying your paycheck. So whether you're getting avocado wedges or you're spending $300, I thank you for coming. Yeah. Right. And sometimes we do that. One extreme <laughs> to the other. Right. That's true. <laughs> so that's okay. I got that for you. We're going to take a quick break and then get more into the awesomeness of the atmosphere and the food at the library. Awesome. We'll be right back. When you think of engine number nine, what do you typically think of, Kevin? Amazing burgers. Yes, very creative, very inventive, kick-ass burgers. But they also have a great New Orleans-inspired other half of the menu. Remember the gumbo I had recently? Ooh, that was really good and nice and spicy. I was surprised you finished it. I know. The roux is just so flavorful and delicious. Besides the gumbo, they also have jambalaya, a few sriracha dishes, and the hot dogs are awesome. 
And you can't forget the best fried pickles in town. And I am talking pickle spears. Yeah, I've seen you eat those pickles for your whole meal. Yeah, for my birthday once, remember? But what we're trying to say is check out engine number nine for your favorite burger and so much more. Yes, you will love engine number nine. They're in downtown St. Pete on the corner of First Ave North and MLK. And try the Black Flag Burger and the Chili Dog. You can thank me later. Engine, engine number nine, going down the railroad line. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We are here with our guest, executive chef from the library in downtown St. Pete, Rachel Bennett. (laughs) And we got word, well... You told us we had to reschedule our recording a day earlier. Yep. No big deal. Sorry about we that. Can, we can work yeah. on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> because you're going to be flying out to do a show on the Food Network. I am. And it's not your first time being on TV either, I understand. Right. I've done local news and things like that. I've never done something that's this big of a channel and this much exposure. Um, so I am nervous. Yes. Uh, but I'm excited about it too. I mean, they came and found me through the restaurant. I guess one of the producers came to eat there and then they contacted the, you know, hello at the library restaurant email. Right. You never know who's going to be. You yeah, never right. know. Seriously. <laughs> See, you guys think we're in a hospital and in reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that goes well with, you know, you never know who's going to be walking in and what's going to mm-hmm. happen as a result of it. Right. Goes along with the, your motto that you told us about during the break <laughs> your kitchen motto oh my kitchen motto okay so there's two kitchen mottos if you ask anybody in my kitchen what's my number one rule um and it's don't f- it up mm-hmm. and then also figure it the f- out so <laughs> when i was getting interviewed for the food network show they would, kept asking me that and i was like well i don't know if i can say it it's got a curse word in it and they were like no just say it we'll bleep it out apparently that's funny when you're on tv yeah right so my kitchen's like you're gonna be the chef that they just bleep out the whole episode <laughs> i'm gonna be in there cooking and be like crap you know <laughs> that's so funny yeah but so, it'd be so good. this is a contest show right correct so it's one you know it's a contest each episode obviously you go through rounds my plan is go there, come back with money, and then I can tell everybody what I did. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. I'm like holding in this secret. I know that's going to be hard. <laughs> yes. We can't wait to find out. Yes. <laughs> I'm and, excited. And everybody just uh, stay tuned here and we'll report it. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it right here. Yeah. That'd be so awesome. before the library, you were at the Oxford Exchange, which is the same ownership. Correct. And I heard there's kind of a fun story on how you found out you were going to be the chef at the library. Oh, there is a fun story. Okay. So. We did all these planning meetings throughout the year. We knew the restaurant in Baltimore was coming. We knew the Peabody, a.k.a. the library. There's a 25-cent jar that I'm supposed to put a quarter in every time I say the Peabody. So (laughs) at the end of this show, (laughs) you guys let me know how much money I owe. So we had all these meetings about it, and then we didn't know who was going to go over there. Was it going to be Richard, who's the executive chef of Oxford Exchange? Are we going to hire someone new? Is it going to be me? We had no clue what was going on. Richard put my name in the hat. And we went through all of these talks about, like, do I want to drive to St. Pete every day? Do I want to stay at Oxford Exchange? I'm so used to Oxford Exchange. What are we going to do? And I finally went through a lot of soul searching and I said, you know, you don't get this opportunity often. So just take the leap of faith. Go with it. Who cares? The, what's the negative? You drive over the bridge, like, figure your schedule out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really how it's been. So we had this big meeting, this last meeting. They were like, we're going to show everybody the last branding part of here's the business cards and napkins and all this kind of stuff. They bring everybody into the conference room and they start going through the whole thing. And we're like, we've literally listened to this presentation six <laughs> times. Like, what are we doing here? I have stuff to do. I have to put orders in, you know, I'm getting frustrated. And they go, okay, here's the business cards. So they pass all the business cards around and I pick the business card up and on one side it says, Peabody, but it's supposed to say the library. Yeah. <laughs> That's 50 cents now. And I flip it over and it says Rachel Bennett, executive chef. And everyone's staring at me. And I went, I flipped it back over because I didn't believe it for a second. I went, wait, what? And wow. I literally just like started crying and freaking out. And everyone started clapping. I was like, was this all a ruse? And they're like, yeah, this was all a lie, just to tell you this. And I was That's like, awesome. oh my God, this is so amazing. That's yeah. so exciting. So it was super cool. I have goosebumps. Is it? It was yeah. so cool. Like, that's something that you see yeah. on TV that happened. Right. I know you're going to make me cry. I cry it was everything. so intense. <laughs> it was so intense. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. So we're really glad that that happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad that happened too. So, yeah, I'm glad so, to be out here in St. Pete. So yeah, when the restaurant first opened, I mean, we already mentioned this, but uh, a lot of people, we did the same thing. We're like, it's at the hospital? That's so yeah. weird, man. I, I don't think I want to go to the hospital to eat. Right. Mm-hmm. And then 
people started posting reviews and saying it was really good. And we're like, okay, let's just go for lunch today. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm going again tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Like, I'm going again next week. Well, it's funny. We, you know, we kind of went through a different evolution of the type of service we were going to have. So at first we thought we were going to be catering mostly to hospital staff. So we were going to almost be kind of like you go up to the kiosk and you type in what you want. You take a number to your table. We thought we were going to be like that. Mm-hmm. When I came on board, I went, oh, no, 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 no. We, me and the general manager, we were like, we're fighting for servers. We're fighting for, for full service. You know, you can't say that you're affiliated with the Oxford Exchange and not have the right. same level of service and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It was a long, hard battle, uh, but the owners finally gave in. And when we got the word that we were going to be able to have actual servers and be full service, it was like a triumph throughout Oxford Exchange. I was like, we won the war. <laughs> it was Yay. so good. I'm so, so glad you did because I am one of those people. Yeah. That I love service. <laughs> I love service. Like, yeah. wait on me. Bring me water. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. I'm the same way. So it's, I'm very happy about it. So we've gone through a little evolution of how we became what we are, but I'm glad to say now that we went into it kind of just going, we're going to be just like Oxford Exchange and Oxford Exchange does this and Oxford Exchange does that. And slowly and steadily, we've been creating our own identity. Just the fact that we do breakfast, lunch and dinner and, mm-hmm. you know, Oxford Exchange only does breakfast and lunch and brunch. Now they're pumping out 900 people, but there's also a Warby Parker in there and a retail shop and all this other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I just am in awe of the fact that 300 people come in and see us for brunch. Um, that's a lot of people. That's if you line them all up, that's a lot of people. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love the, the atmosphere is awesome. It's, it actually is more like a library. Mm-hmm. Feels like a library than a restaurant. It's like a library with a really good kitchen. Right. right. <laughs> I know, right? It's awesome. <laughs> It's awesome. We're thinking too, the owner just texted me yesterday and we were talking. I was like, we should do live music because that's a thing out here in St. Pete, right? Mm -hmm. People like live music. Especially we have that good patio. So I'm thinking we can get them in there like Friday, Saturday, maybe even Sunday brunch. That might be Mm -hmm. cool. Yep, totally. We know a lot of musicians. Thank you. Yeah, you let me know. (laughs) Anybody out there want to come play the Peabody? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the library. Like 75 it. cents. <laughs> Dang it, I'm going to be broke by the end of this show. Well, what are you going to do about your arm? You got to get a new... I know, I have to get all new jackets, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me twice. And that's why everyone was like, go on the show and wear your chef coat. And I was like, I can't. Yeah. I literally can't. So. Oh, right. So I just had to go shopping, which, you know, I was Darn. totally fine with. Darn. Exactly. <laughs> so we have a, a review on the website on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Mm-hmm. That I of wrote. the library. That yes. You wrote it and we both ate it. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Some of the things we had, I'm just going in order of the menu right now, the grouper bites. Yes, those were great. Those like, are fan favorite. They are they're awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. I mean, whatever you think of grouper bites or what you think they're going to be, these are not that. These are elevated <laughs> to the next level. Do you guys yeah. want to hear the story about the grouper yeah. bites? Yeah. Okay. So the grouper bites originally were supposed to be grouper cheeks. So the first round of us being open the first week we had grouper cheeks well apparently i find out through all the seafood companies that it takes like 50 pounds of grouper to get two pounds of cheeks oh wow Mm. so we get ready to go into like our second week of being open i can't get grouper cheeks anywhere and i'm like change it to grouper bites i'm over (laughs) it (laughs) so now they're grouper bites (laughs) oh wow yeah because i guess you know they only have two cheeks i know you know i didn't think that one through but yeah that's fine (laughs) worked out well though it did yes (laughs) We the first time we went, Lori got the steak sandwich oh, and so I got good. the burger. Nice. And, and I heard from our server when we were there that originally you did not have hand cut fries, but now you do. Okay. So we did have hand cut fries. Now we no longer have hand cut oh, fries. Oh no. Okay. The evolution of the hand cut fries is a battle that I tried one for a little bit and then I lost via the owners. So oh, it's fine. They're still good fries. They're still good fries. Okay. They're crispy. They're delicious. Don't worry about the fries, people. Just come on in. All right. Yeah, they right. were crack fries. All right. <laughs> the hand-cut fries will come back. Okay, okay good. <laughs> on Instagram, sometimes they, they, you know, there's criticism that some items are made to be on Instagram. Right. And we might say that that's kind of dumb because they should be made to eat first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that steak sandwich is amazing. It's, yes. But it's okay. funny. When I posted it on Instagram, it went like it blew up. Really? Yeah. Like, like if we, we normally get around, uh, I don't know, 160 to 200 likes and maybe two or three comments. That got like over th- almost 400 likes and no. like a dozen yeah. comments. Yeah. I have to look that up. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't do it thinking we have to post this on Instagram because it's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. I just did. Yeah, and our Instagram's authentic. We don't have like that's amazing. some people have like thousands of likes and you're like, it's just a bunch of bots. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... The burger. 
The burger. Okay. I'm reading the I me- love that burger. Reading the menu description it's right now. It's a good burger. It is. D- double patty, sliced American, lettuce, tomato, Peabody sauce, the secret recipe. Uh, library sauce. Library <laughs> sauce. Library <laughs> sauce. <laughs> library <laughs> sauce. <laughs> We're at a dollar now. Yeah. And fries. It's it's funny. So we love that burger. I'm, I'm eating it. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But I'm afraid to say what it's reminding me of because it's going to sound like I'm not giving it a good right. review, but I am. Yeah. So here's the thing about the burger. I've gone to eat at a lot of places and people do these elaborate burgers and they're thick patties and then you order it medium rare, you order it medium and it always comes out overcooked or undercooked. My thing with the burger is the double patty, season it well, put it on the flat top, melt the cheese. You know, at the end of the day, if you want a burger, you want cheeseburger, probably ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together if you can get your hands on it and mm-hmm. lettuce and tomato. Let's just be real. Mm-hmm. Unless you're eating a burger for dinner or something, you want something crazy. So for me, I don't eat a lot of burgers out. But if I am going to eat a burger, it's going to be a burger that's just like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that's a good American mm-hmm. burger. Yeah. That you can actually hold in your hands. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not. Fit in your mouth. Correct. Yeah. That's the other thing too. Fit in, I know that sounds weird, but like fit in it's your true. mouth. Because you go to eat a burger sometimes. like, how do I even eat this? And yeah. then you have to cut it in half. And, and then, then it's weird. And you're deconstructing it anyway. Yeah. So why is all this stuff mm-hmm. on there? You know, it's, Exactly. Yeah. And then you're like picking the onion off and whatever. It's fine. But yeah. what you were going to go with it was. Yeah, so don't don't hate me for this. I'm not going to hate you because I understand what you're going to say. It reminded me of when I was like maybe in high school mm-hmm. and I would go to the Burger King drive-thru the and get like a double cheeseburger. Cheese but I that's a good that burger. Du- I mean, yes. there's Burger Kings everywhere. I love that double cheeseburger. I ate yeah. that all the time when I was in high school. Yeah. See? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's a good burger. Whether, you know, I don't care what it reminds people of, it's a good burger. It yeah, is. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we also had the... Oh, Lori ordered the grilled cheese by accident. I did. Oh, yeah. I read that in the article. <laughs> totally ordered it by accident. I still haven't had the BLT. <laughs> the BLT is good. You got to get in there for the BLT. And, you know, the, the blackened fish tacos, that's the day I went by myself. It was funny. I go in there and I, I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I had a goal to hit 10,000 followers by the end of 2018. Nice. And this was in November 2018. And we're at like... Ninety nine, ninety nine, and I keep I keep refreshing, and the server's like, "What is this guy doing?" And it, and it and it hits, and I'm like, "Look, you're I'm so showing, excited!" I'm showing the server, look, we got ten thousand. She's like, "Oh my god, that's great! I'm gonna follow you, so you'll have ten thousand and one." That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> so I, I always remember that. That's the day I got the grouper tacos. I was by myself. Nice. Lori wasn't there, and they are definitely the best grouper tacos I've ever had. Well, funny you say that because they're mahi. Oh, mahi. <laughs> Did they say grouper? No, this is blackened fish, but it's okay. Oh, mahi. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're the best fish tacos Thank you. Ever How Thank about you. That? Yeah, they're, a lot, they're very flavorful. The thing about the tacos is I know sometimes when we first open, people are like, I can't believe you don't have corn tortillas. I don't know about the rest of the world, but I don't like corn tortillas. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like corn tortillas. I, I don't. I just give me a flour tortilla. And let's Ooh. call it a day. And yeah. I love corn. That's what's so weird. Right? But the I know, corn I'm the same way. gives it a funny bite It's like to a me. weird thing, yeah. yeah. And then people are going to want me to make them myself, and then it's going to be a whole production thing. And just stick with what you know. There's some things that I will 100% make in-house, like sauces, dressings. We break down our own fish, all this kind of stuff. And then there's some stuff that I just have to succumb to the fact that right. it's just easier. Do the fish tacos have cilantro in them? They do have cilantro in the pico. Okay. Mm-hmm. And micro cilantro on top. Are you allergic to cilantro? I just can't eat it. I'm the, one of really? the people that has that gene that tastes like soap. Have you ever yes. heard that? Yes. And it tastes like the tiniest bit will That's overpower so the entire meal. That's so, so crazy. So I, I guess I could get them without the pico, but then it wouldn't have all the... Well, it's not very strong in the pico. You can get the pico on the side. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. I still taste... Everything oh tastes How like weird. soap. Isn't it? Oh, Man. I'll order them again when you're with me. Okay. And then you can, you can take a bite and see what happens. We'll get the pico on the side. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and the um the grilled cheese was very good the only thing i i think i wrote this in the article yeah. too is that the the cheese i think it's burrata mm-hmm. was just it's messy so it, so here's what here's my battle with the grilled cheese <laughs> yeah. is um you know opening a new restaurant you constantly have new cooks in there you're kind of figuring it out so the, here's the story about the grilled cheese so the grilled cheese and the burrata flatbread come off the same station the grilled cheese is supposed to have half a ball of burrata and the burrata flatbread has a whole ball of burrata mm-hmm. on it. And I constantly catch them all the time flip-flopping the two. Oh, no. So you might have gotten a grilled cheese that has like a whole ball of burrata on it, which <laughs> if that happens, I mean, it is a cheese overload. Yeah. Like, you can't eat like 
what? Right. And it's squishing out of and the And you're sandwich. just like, yeah. is this real life right now? So that might have happened to you. Um, right. But the bread that we use is from a Tampa company called Gulf Coast Sourdough. So I am just in love with the red yeah, pepper the, sourdough. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that bread was delicious. Yeah. We're going to wrap up with the lightning round. Oh, and what is this? It's uh, either or okay. questions. There's no right or wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> and Do I just pick one or I say either or? You, you, you're supposed to pick one. Okay, got it. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Okay. <laughs> Olive oil or butter? Mm. Butter. Okay, good. Good answer. Lemon, <laughs> lemon or lime? Mm, lemon. Pickles, dill or sweet? Dill. Mm-hmm. Ranch or blue cheese? Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, ranch. Cheddar or Swiss? Cheddar. Those were all my answers. <laughs> Ribeye or filet mignon? Ribeye for sure. Uh-huh. All right, good. We can hang out with you. All right, <laughs> let's do it. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you for, for having me, guys. Yes, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. And, awesome. and next you're going to be on the Food Network. And that makes us feel even more special. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. We don't know if we'll be able to get you back after you're like totally famous. I mean, that's the goal. (laughs) So we're hoping we're going to take this one show and we're going to catapult it to the next level. Good thing we got you before Food Network. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So everybody check out the library in downtown St. Pete. It is on the campus of the uh, John Hopkins All Children's Hospital. It's in the education building. Mm R&D building. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. At the corner of 5th and 6th. It's 5th. Street South and 6th Avenue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure about that? 605th Street. Oh, 5th. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's where it is. Don't ask me. You guys' streets still confuse me. (laughs) You can just do bloopers for that one. (laughs) Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. We'll be right back. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to CP Foodies Podcast. We were invited to Altamari's friends and family event prior to the opening. What a gorgeous interior. It feels elegant and airy with a coastal feel. We got to try some delectable dishes such as the egg, the Hawaiian ahi and tuna foie, which is done tataki style, and the crispy hamachi collar. What did you think of those, Kevin? It was excellent. It looks a little uh, odd at first, but don't let that scare you. It looks like a fishtail. It's not. It's the collar, and it's actually super juicy and tender. After this preview, we simply can't wait for our next visit to Altomari Fish Bar. So get yourselves to Altomari today for a taste of the deep sea. Altamare Fish Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Today, for our musical guest, we have Last You. Last You is the creative adventure of Adam Stedman and Emily Turnage. Emily fronts the band and plays guitar, and Adam plays bass. A hint of psychedelia, a bunch of indie, and a touch of soul, Last You introduces their innovative new sound. Today, we will be featuring the song Bring Me Down from the album Part Tree. Welcome to the show, Adam and Emily. Yes, Thank welcome. you. Thank you. Thanks How for having you, us. How are you guys doing? Are you hungry? No, we just <laughs> had lunch, lunch actually. So did, we just had lunch, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better that way because you'd be really starving because we're going to talk about food stuff. Right, right, and we'd probably be ranting for hours about... <laughs> <laughs> so this, this is either the famous or the infamous. I'm not sure which. Fast Five Foodies questions. Okay. I guess we'll go boy-girl or girl-boy. Whichever. We'll go one at a time. Yeah. yeah, you guys know how to work together. Thanks. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Knew you were going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Adam. <laughs> um, chimichangas. Well, I wanted to know what's inside a chimichanga. If you didn't know what was in it, why'd you order it? Because it's fun to say chimichanga. <laughs> chimichanga. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> 
Really? Chimichanga. I eat them all the time. Yes. <laughs> well, that would be your favorite that's what food. I, that's what I test a Mexican restaurant with. Ah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Chimichanga. Mm-hmm. Chimichanga. Chimichanga. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to say, too. Was, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> What's yours, Emily? Oh, mine's steak. <laughs> mine, too. <laughs> steak and potatoes. Yes, I love steak and potatoes. You know, I love Mexican food, but I like your answer better. <laughs> <laughs> you can mix them together, too. Right. You the can. Oh, you can get steak, steak burrito, steak fajitas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> steak chimichanga. Steak <laughs> chimichanga. Boom. <laughs> How do you like your steak cooked? Medium rare. Medium Absolutely. Rare. Okay, good, good, good. We're medium rare closer to rare. Right. I mean, yeah. steak tartare is pretty awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Good. Okay, we like you guys. Pass the test. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Does Pinellas Park count? Sure, we can we can include that. Okay. Yeah. Pho 97 is mine. Oh. It's a Vietnamese place. It used to be on uh-huh. 34th Street, and then they moved, and uh, it's worth the drive, though. Okay. He loves father's one. Oh, you yeah. should definitely try it then. Yeah, I, it has to be kind of a special occasion or an emergency for me to get my car out of the garage and leave downtown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this sounds like it would qualify. It would. Oh, it's, def- it's, it's an emergency. It's worth it. What yeah. about you, Adam? <laughs> um, that's tough. I don't really have a lot of favorites, but that's what I go to probably the most frequently is Taco Sun. Ah. I get my chimichangas. In I love Taco Sun. <laughs> it's and I'm not, a, so I'm not good. a big taco person, but they have great flavor there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Lori is the one of the of the, the two of us requesting to go to a Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. it must be good. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he would eat Mexican every day, every meal. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think you can. Have you yeah. tried? <laughs> yeah, she's, like, she's like, what do you want for lunch? Tacos. Next day, what do you want for lunch? Tacos. <laughs> I do it about three or four days a week. <laughs> but it's so, chimichangas. It's a mix right. of everything, yeah. you know. Yeah. So this, this ties in nicely. Cilantro. Love it or it tastes like soap? Love, Love it. it. Absolutely. <laughs> it yes. tastes like soap to me. Really? It's terrible because it's such a malady when you're at a Mexican place. It's like, it's, right. it's actually a gene that you inherit. Really? It causes that. Mm-hmm. That makes it taste like soap? Yep. Huh. Anybody that doesn't like cilantro, just ask them what it tastes like. But most of the time they'll say soap. We had one I person can... say flowers or perfume or something. I, that was Jerry X. Which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. Can you cook? Oh, yeah. 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 What do you guys cook? Do you cook together or separately? Separately, we we have a quiet practice once a week, so we usually cook dinner for each other. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Take turns. Yeah. yeah, I come from an Italian family, so cooking is just mm-hmm. part of our history and mm-hmm. DNA. I come from the human <laughs> race, so you have to cook <laughs> to survive. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Do you have a favorite dish you cook? Yeah, well, I've got a couple of my um, signature dishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One's like a uh, like a couscous pilaf with curry chickpeas and uh, nice. steamed vegetables with it. Wow! I'll often do like a uh, I'll, I'll mix it with like Penang curry chicken mm-hmm. and then put feta cheese on top of it and just all the flavors together are incredible. Wow! wow. That's pretty awesome. remarkable. I've also worked in restaurants mm-hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. Cool. There you we'll, go. We'll take the recipe for that. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing to cook is just pretty much chopped vegetables roasted. It's so simple mm-hmm. but so Steak. good. With steak? steak. With steak. <laughs> With steak. Yeah, if I happen to have it. I don't usually cook meat, though. No. Uh-uh. I don't think you've made I don't a steak. That's why when I do have a steak, it's like a uh, treat, you know? Good. There you go. So we are going to feature your song, Bring Me Down. Bring mm-hmm. Me Down. And what is the album? Part Tree. Have? We released it in October, late October. So okay. it's on Spotify, Bandcamp. Awesome. And tell us about the song. It's... <laughs> Personal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of times they are. Yeah, it's just kind of how if someone can uh, say just one little thing and it totally changes your mood. In this case, it's kind of for the negative, you know, bring me right. down. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's good to have someone that has that much influence on your life. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it means that means that they matter a lot to you. So the positive is you got a good song out of it. Exactly. <laughs> and what key is it in? I have no idea. I don't. <laughs> that kind of stuff. I didn't have a chance to try to figure it out. It's in the key of emotion. Uh, oh, right. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Songs in the key of That's, life, like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. There, you go. there you go. I think it's in D. That's where it starts, at oh, least. Cool. And Adam, you play bass? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What, what, which bass do you have? I have several, in, but in that band, I play a Fender American uh, Deluxe Fender Jazz. Okay, cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. You have a Fender Precision myself. Mm-hmm. That the, was my first the one. The two yeah. best, my two favorite basses, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just you, got a Rickenbacker for 
Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay. It was a good Christmas. Yes. <laughs> They're, they look really cool, and a lot of people like them. I've only played one of those once. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'll they, keep the, my Fender. Yeah, they're unique. It's a totally different feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the sound, um, you got to play that style. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Here we are with uh, it's Adam Stedman, Emily. Turnage. Turnage. Thank you. Just think turnip and cabbage. From the band Last You, the album. Part Tree. Part Tree. Part Tree. Mm-hmm. The song Bring Me Down. Once again, that was Last You with Bring Me Down from the album Part Tree. Today we are at Bacchus for lunch. We're sharing the French country salad, which is huge. Yeah, I ordered the grilled cheese. And I have the jambon blanc on the way. And it's a great new space. It's been open, oh, maybe for about a month and a half now. It's a European retail market where you can also sit down and eat. Uh, the wine is sold at retail, which is really nice. We're having a $16 bottle of Malbec, which is smooth as silk and probably would cost twice that in a regular restaurant. Yeah, you could get it by the glass. However, it was like 7 or $8 by the glass, and the bottle itself was 16 so it was a no-brainer. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. And uh, in the market, we, we bought uh, to take home some pate, tomato sauce that was it looks like it's going to be really good, some salted capers, pasta, cornicons, how do you say that? Cornicons. Cornicons. Tapenade and some bruschetta because we're having a little get-together this weekend. Yes. 
Bacchus is located on 2nd Avenue Northeast around the corner from Cassis on Beach Drive. On last week's show, we had part two with Tom Golden. Some comments we received from Donnie Cameron. He said, you rock, my friend. Maggie Karnick said, good guy. Teresa Berger said, impressive. Good job, Golden. Randy James says, awesome. Heather Galnick says, great show, little bro. Can't wait to try your new places. She commented last week, too. Thanks, Heather. And Elise Duffy loved this. Always honest and real. Thanks for the comments. Those were from Facebook. You can also comment on the uh, podcast in any app you listen to and also on our website. Speaking of the website, uh, we have a couple of new posts on stpetersburgfoodies.com this week. We have the new recipe that we spoke about earlier with Abby in our first segment. That's on the Irish bacon and cabbage pizza. It's awesome. You definitely got to try it. And we have a new brewery review. It's actually a review of the brewery and a few of their beers, specific reviews on those beers. The new place is called If I Brewed the World, and they refer to themselves as the Mixtape of Breweries. And by the way, I've mentioned this on previous shows that St. Petersburg Foodies is the only local publisher doing complete local craft beer reviews that include food pairings, and we provide info like the ABV percentage the hops and malts that are used, the nose, mouthfeel, and more, just like a high-end wine review. And you get the whole story on the brewery as well. Mark your calendars. Next week, we have Dr. Barbecue as our guest. He's been on four different TV shows. He's authored nine books. And he, a few months ago, opened his own downtown St. Pete restaurant. He has also won 400 barbecue competitions. So mark your calendars for February 19th and the 26th for Dr. Barbecue. If you would like to comment on the show by email, you can write to lunchbox at stpetersburgfoodies.com. Also, uh, we announced last week that we are now included in the Player FM app as a featured podcast on their food channel. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you have a voice-activated home assistant, you can play us on Apple HomePod, Amazon Echo, and on Google Home. Alexa, what's the best podcast in the world? The St. Petersburg Foodies podcast is the best in the world. This is Candace Aviles from Meet the Chef, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. For our tip of the week this week, we continue with our New Year's resolution of trying to eat better. And this is tip number four. Variety is the spice of life. As a foodie, I like to try new foods, new combinations, new spices, sauces, and food preparation techniques. It helps to keep food interesting. This is where those crazy food fads come from. A bored foodie invented them. Incorporating different ingredients, vegetables, and grains you don't normally eat into your diet not only keeps it exciting, but it's also healthier. You hear time and time again that balance is key, that eating too much of one thing is not good for you. So I guess I shouldn't eat so much spaghetti all the time. That, yeah. That being the case. And tacos. And pizza. But variety is the spice of life. So here's a tip. Incorporate a new vegetable into your diet each week. Try a new spice and experiment with ethnic foods different from your own. I'm into that. I know. You always are. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Rachel Bennett from the library. And thanks to our sponsors, Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar, their sister restaurant, Altamari Fish Bar, and Engine Number no. 9, where you can get some of the best burgers in St. Pete. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, please give us a rating and also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until, Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold.
from gumbo, pan fried, deep fried, stir fried. There's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp burger, shrimp sandwich. That's, that's about it.